Okay, please welcome Sharon Summers. Hey, Sharon, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on the show. You are in the adult entertainment business. Yes, I am. I have been for just a few months shy of eight years. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. And that's also a first for our show. So I'm excited to have you on because the adult entertainment industry is something that everyone's familiar with. Some people are very familiar with it. Other people don't like it for whatever their reasons. But mm -hmm. overall, I think it's here to stay. I think uh, sex has been around since time began. And I think people need to have a good attitude about it. So oh, absolutely. what I wanted to ask you first is if you could just give us a background of yourself and tell us sort of how you got to, what did you do first? You were doing phone sex first? Was that the yes. first? Yes, I got into phone sex for first. Unfortunately, like a lot of women in this business, it was financial desperation that brought me to that business. It's kind of a last chance job for a lot of women that are in it. That's not always the case, of course, with 100% of people doing it. But for some people, it really tends to be one of the last options that's out there. And it was very upsetting for me that I had to get into this. I had had no nothing to do with adult. I was very uh, unfamiliar with the world. And it was actually my mom's boyfriend that had seen some documentary on television that women could do this from home. And you didn't really have to have a lot of skills or experience and you could work from home. So I thought, well, what have I got to lose? I'll research it online and see what it is. So it actually turned out quite well for me. So I'm very grateful that I have this job that I can do from home. And you don't need a university degree or tons of work experience to be able to do well in this business. Well, what were you doing before? Uh, it's actually the only job that I've ever had. I had to look after my grandmother from the time I finished high school until she passed away. And so I was used to being at home. I wasn't used to having to go out every day after I finished high school. And so I had to fairly intensively look after her for many years. So if you've had no experience in the job market and you never went to college, there's not really a lot of people that are going to be... Uh, you know, wanting you to come and work for them with no experience. So your options really are limited. Well, that's true. And it sounds like because you were taking care of your grandmother, you really couldn't go out. I mean, you couldn't be gone all day. Right? Well, I wasn't chained to the house or anything. I certainly left and went out and did things. But uh, I enjoyed being at home. I was always kind of a homebody. So I never really wanted to have a, a Monday through Friday, nine to five job. That really would have killed me. I really disliked being in school. I really did not do well with that. I hated it. I'm not a person that does well with regimented hours, and I just didn't enjoy it at all. I was grateful when I graduated and I didn't have to go to school anymore, but I didn't know what I was going to do when she wanted me to stay at home and look after the house and do the cooking and cleaning and all these things. And then as she got older and needed more care, it uh, it got more intensive. After she passed away, I was kind of left in a bad position with somebody that has no experience, no college degree. What am I going to do? You know, your options are pretty limited. I think that uh, just from what you're saying, you sound like a lot of entrepreneurs that I've talked to and that I know who just don't have the disposition for nine to five 
and oh, be no, working no. with for somebody else in a big corporation no. where you're like a, just a number. You know, they say, no, no, I'm going to go do it on my own. I'm going to do something else. I don't know what yet, but I'm going to do something else. And a lot of times they succeed and, you know, become quite wealthy and successful. But it's I hope that'll happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope so too. But I think it's that, it's that kind of determination that is sort of essential for people like that. They know what they don't want. So now they got to go find what they do want. That's usually how they pick it first. Where other people like, you know, when they're, you know, 10 years old and they say, I'm going to be a doctor and they go and they study and they do all of that and they end up becoming a doctor. There was never a question of what they didn't like. You know, it was always like they just sort of knew what they were going to do. Entrepreneurs typically don't do that. You know, that's my point. I never knew. Yeah. I never knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. There were several things that I had wanted to do, but they never panned out. And ironically, now I'm doing all three of those things in my job. There was a period of time I used to sing when I was in school and there was a period of time when I wanted to be a singer. Well, I am making my living through my voice, but not by singing. There was a period I wanted to be a novelist like Danielle Steele. I also do writing for adult websites now. And I used to want to be a psychiatrist as well. And this job has a lot of that in it because you're dealing with people that are sort of off the beaten path, shall we say. And uh, you get to hear their problems, offer them advice So all three of the things that I seriously had wanted at one point in my life or other to do, I am doing. The psychology definitely would play into it, I think. (laughs) Oh, it does, yes. I'm going to be dating myself by saying this, but I can remember back when there were 900 numbers, which were Mm -hmm. typically the phone sex, 39.95 for the first minute. And (laughs) I mean, they were really expensive. I just, I remember when those, when those came out and then, the phone, this was sort of before everybody had cell phones. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yes. I yeah, remember that time. You know, you could get the blocker on your phone. It mm-hmm. wouldn't call 900 numbers, blah, blah, blah. Now with the advent of cell phones, I assume you're not a 900 number, right? No, those are pretty well are gone, gone in North yeah. America. I only know of one small company that uses that, and the fees that you pay are quite expensive for that. It really is quite rare. And yet in the U.K., that type of bill-to-phone situation is the the norm in the U.K. for phone sex companies. Wow. But in North America, it's pretty well dead. It's rare that you'll find it. It is existing in a couple of companies, but very rare because it's so much more expensive. So for you, do you just take credit cards over the phone? Or yes. How does, how does it work? Yeah. yeah. I have a toll-free number, as most phone sex companies do, and the people call the number, and it's free for anybody to call a toll-free number. It's like if you look on the box of a back of, of cereal or a can of pop and you want to call the company, it's going to be a toll-free number. It doesn't cost who's calling it any money to right. dial that number. I'm the one, and the companies are the ones that pay the per-minute fee. So anybody will call up. Lots of times it's just a bunch of jokers. Oh, what color panties are you wearing? Oh, well, you know they're not serious about buying a call (laughs) if that's the kind of thing that they say when you answer the phone. So you just hang up on those people. But the ones that are serious about buying a call, I say, well, how many minutes are you looking for? And they'll tell me I'm looking for a five-minute call, 10, 20, 30, whatever they want. And then I ask them what 
topic they're wishing to discuss because there's some things I'm not willing to discuss. So it's a lot easier than having to reverse the charge. I want to find out what they'd like to talk about first. And then I fill in the information that they give me. And then once it is approved or declined, if it's approved, we commence with the call. If it's declined, it's uh, call me back when you've got your bill paid. It says on your bio that you spent time online in chat rooms to kill mm -hmm. time between calls. And yes. then you found that the chat rooms were lacking and you decided mm -hmm. to come up with the Dream Adult Community website. So you created ClimaxConnection.com. What That's was right. the problem with the chat rooms that you found? Well, a lot of them are quite unstable. Uh, I have learned myself how iffy chat software can be. It will only take the slightest little server hiccup or all kinds of things to, to send this program, you know, needing help from somebody to get it back on track. Chat software is kind of iffy at best. So the regular website part can be fine, but the chat room might be offline or it might be acting goofy for a few hours until somebody fixes it. And I just was not happy I don't have the time now to spend time in any other chat room than my own. But when I first started out and I just had some calls and I wasn't doing writing or voiceover work or anything, I had the time and I was in there and people would say, don't you have a job? You're in here like 16 hours a day. It's like, well, I'm just killing time here, you know, between uh, the phone ringing. So some of them can be offline for days, weeks, months. And I thought there has to be a site that is stable. Stability is very important for a site to be successful. And I wanted to be the one to provide that. And there was a couple of sites that I really liked. And it's like, this one will have this feature. That one has that feature. Why isn't there a site that has all of these things combined? So I wrote out my little list of the features that I wanted. And it took me over 18 months to find a web development firm that was willing to do it because they would not want to touch anything that was adult. Even though my site is pretty tame in comparison to most adult sites, a lot of people just think, oh, we don't want your dirty porn money. Go away. <laughs> it's just ridiculous the way that they're turning away legitimate business. I mean, I don't expect them to have my site on the front page of their portfolio, but why can you not do some of these things under the table from your other clients? People... People that do accept adult jobs often would never want their regular vanilla clients to know that they do adult work on the side. And some firms do that. And they're like, this will never be in our portfolio. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Just do the job. So it was a challenge to even find somebody to get the site made in the first place. Well, I know that PayPal's is pretty stringent about not oh, yes. doing yeah. uh, adult yeah. sites. Yeah, yeah. I can't, uh, I can't accept PayPal on the site. No, it's not allowed. Some sites do that stuff in secret by having different names on it and whatnot. I prefer to do things above board and by the book because with the luck that I have, I'd be the fool that would get caught. <laughs> so it's easier just to play by the rules in the first place and not have to worry about that kind of thing, I find. Well, right. And plus what you're doing is not illegal. You know, no, it's not perfectly legal. No. It's just, it becomes a morality issue with people. Mm -hmm. I don't think that morality and business should always be in bed together. I don't think that that is intelligent. I mean, it is called adult business, business being the operative word. It is a business. The people that it is meant to be sold to are adults over 18. They should be able to buy what they want, whether it's phone sex or memberships on a website 
or all kinds of things. If you're over the age of majority, why are you not able to do this? Why do you need people legislating what they think is right and wrong for you? You don't. Well, I, I completely agree. And I think that uh, when people start mixing in morality and law and religion, it makes a very ugly soup. I just, I don't think it should be there. I think that people's no. morality should be something that is up to them and their business, but they should not be telling other people what they can and cannot do. That's right. We have a responsibility as a society to act a certain way when we're in public, like you don't walk down the street naked. Um, no. On the other hand, whatever you want to buy and pornography for adults over the age of 18 is legal and it should just be left alone. You know, mm -hmm. people, there's always those people that are, that are trying to fight it, that are trying to get rid of it, that are trying to make it illegal. I despise those type of people because I just don't think that it's their business. Nobody's telling them what they can and can't do in their bedroom. So I don't think they should be in other people's. I very much am in agreement. So, okay, now that we've had the political discussion, you got, okay, so it took you 18 months to get your, to get, find a server, basically, right? Yeah. There's lots and lots of adult sites out there. What, mm -hmm. what do you think makes yours different? Why, why should I come to your site versus somebody else's site? Well, it is very stable. I, it's very rare that we have any problems of the chat going down or the site being down. People are aware how stable a site we are. I am very much involved in the day to day everything on the site from approving pictures and stories to audios, looking at new profiles to make sure there's nothing on there that shouldn't be. I'm in the chat room for many hours every day, even if I'm not in that particular tab every minute of the day. People always know they can come to me if they have any questions. And it's very rare that you would find the owner of a website that's as involved as I am. A lot of people set these sites up with the strict intention of profit. God knows there's no profit on my site at this point anyway. And they just do it to be some kind of moneymaker, and they're not really involved. They have some kind of hierarchy of other people under them that are the ones that take care of these everyday details. I'm the one that's taking care of these everyday details. I am extremely involved. And that is rare that you would find that on a site like that. And there's one site in particular I can think of that does not have a good reputation online. They have all kinds of fake profiles. And uh, if you sign up for a mail account, which I did just to see what would happen, as soon as you sign up for this site that I will not name, uh, you start getting all these messages from supposed women. And well, guess what? You can't read the messages unless you pay. And I thought, my God, what kind of a business model is this? It's just terrible. And yet they're the ones that are raking in the money. And the little honest guy like me that does things decently is struggling. And it just amazes me some of these tricks that are employed by some of these sites. And so many of them do stuff like this. And I thought, I'm not going to do this. A lot of them are on the take from cam girls and whatnot. They'll let them proliferate for a cut. 
I was not going to have anything like that because I know what an annoyance those types of people are on the site. Anytime there's any kind of spammer or cam girl or anything like that, they are banned off the site on first report. We just do not tolerate anything like that. There's nothing crooked going on because I've seen it happen on other sites and it just, it ruins the site and people really hate it. And I thought, I'm not going to allow this. What kind of stuff do you have on your site? Now you have phone sex. Is this like an all-in-one no. sort of a... Is it? Is it what? Like an all-in-one. I mean, what what do you have an on there? An all-in-one. Yes, it is an all-in-one. <laughs> That's right. We're your one-stop masturbation shop. That's right. <laughs> we have the chat rooms for people that would like to find masturbation partners for themselves. Okay. We have profile pages that people can set up to tell people what they want. They can add their own pictures if they want to put nude pictures of themselves or pictures of their faces. They can have that on there. They can have, if they get the premium level, they can have password protected albums so that people on their friends list or ones that are given their password would be able to see the pictures that they have. We have member contributed erotic short stories and audios that the members have written themselves and recorded themselves. We have forums. So there's all kinds of things on there. So people go there that are looking for cyber sex partners or phone sex partners or webcam sex partners that want to masturbate with other people. People. Even if people aren't looking for a partner, some of them are just reading the stories and getting off by themselves or listening to the audios of sex sounds that people have uploaded uh, of themselves having sex with another person or masturbating or reading a sexy story. And they'll like to listen to that while they masturbate by themselves if they're not necessarily looking for somebody to join them. So it really is a masturbation enhancement website. I guess that's the best way to put it. You can definitely enhance your experience if you come to Climax Connection. You said people put up profiles and things. It's purely for cyber sex, right? It's not for people to hook up for real outside? Oh, there are people. There oh, are do. definitely people that have met for real. Oh, okay. In the forums, we have one of the sections for real life meets. If somebody is looking for a real life, you know, sex buddy, shall we say, if they're looking for that, they can post their information there saying, you know what, I live in Michigan, you know, Detroit, wherever. If you live around there, I'm looking for a regular sex buddy, send me a message. I have definitely heard of people that have met up for real from the site. I always say it's only a matter of time until we have the first Climax Connection wedding or the first Climax Connection baby from people that have met. There's definitely people that are meeting. Not a lot. That's not the main objective of the site, but they can if they want to, if they're looking for that they can post that that that's what they're looking for what kind of traffic do you get on your site on any given day oh gosh well currently it's going up i'm glad to say we have around 2000 returning visits a day about 10000 unique visits a day from non-members that would be like from general web surfers that are just, you know, looking around the internet. They're not members. They're logged in or anything. They're just looking around to decide what's there. And I know on some sites, especially for people that like to read erotic stories, they may never sign up for a membership. They may just want to go to the site to look at the stories and that's all they're interested in. So what does it cost to become a member of your site? Well, it is a free website. We have a premium level, but not that many people have bought the premium level. The premium level gives people some extra features, and it gives them the chance to look at the site without ads, which some people find annoying. And we are 
adding features down the road, probably sometime later this year, that will be restricting some of the features that are on there for non-paying members because some people will just go hog wild by if you give them a free website i never envisioned people would upload a thousand pictures and use my site as their own personal flicker but uh, <laughs> unfortunately that has happened oh, so goodness. limits have to be imposed so there will be limits of three pictures per person unless they are a premium member in which case they will get 25 but there are people that do that. It's a, a normal brain doesn't even think that, oh, this person's going to join my site and upload a thousand pictures. Okay, that's uh, not something I ever envisioned. Limitations should have been set from the beginning, but I was really not knowing what I was doing when I created this site other than having uh, an altruistic vision. And I did not envision some of the things happening that have happened. So it's been a very educational experience, to say the least. Well, that's crazy that somebody would even do that, you know. Oh, several people have done that, believe me, yep. Now, do you have um, adult videos on your site for download or no? No, there are no videos on the site. And considering a lot of the laws that are coming into effect, especially that are starting in the UK, which are pretty scary for the porn industry, I do not envision ever having any videos on the site because there's all kinds of regulations and it's just really not worth it. If people want to watch videos, there's plenty of other sites that they can go to. And people that go to those sites where they have lots of videos are usually not there looking for a masturbation partner anyway. They're usually there to watch a video, get off, and leave the site. That's what most people are using those tube sites for. And that's fine. That's what their purpose is. Right. I want people to come to my site to meet somebody. It was actually my mom that came up with the name for the website because I described the concept to her, and it took her about three days to come up with the name. And I thought, wow, that really sums the site up in a nutshell, what the name is, Climax Connection. You're looking for a connection with another person to climax with. And I thought, that's perfect. It really fits the site well. Well, it is a great name. It is a little bit unique because you've kind of combined a few things together. But I don't know how to put it into words to say that you have people who are looking to jointly masturbate because typically masturbation is a solo act um, oh it's so much better when you do it with another person though i had never had phone sex in my life until i got into it as a business never and lots of girls that get into the phone sex business they had done it for years with boyfriends or husbands that were out of town on business or when they were in school and they were far apart i had not had that so when I got into it as a business, I thought this is really interesting. And it was when I was in the first chat room that I found. And I remember telling this guy there, well, this is what I do for a job. And he said, well, you do this personally too, though, don't you? And I said, no. And he said, so all day and night, you're getting guys off and you never are having fun yourself. And I said, no. And he said, well, this has got to change. <laughs> And so I agreed to play with this guy on my own time. And I thought, oh, my God, I can't believe how much better this is than alone. So it was fantastic. And that was really the addiction, the beginning of the addiction for phone sex for me. It's like now I never want to masturbate alone. It's like it feels like a failure to masturbate alone once you have done it with another person and how much more excitement it adds to the situation. It really is so much better with another person. 
Some people are really into cyber. They love the typing back and forth. Personally, I want to hear the voice. I want to hear the breathing. I want to hear the moaning. I'm very auditory. I really enjoy listening to them get excited. And I like being listened to. So it really works for me. For me, it wouldn't. No? I, I, no, I think I'm, I'm the opposite of you. I'm, I'm very you're not visual. auditory? No, I'm very visual. And yet you're in radio. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's my alter ego, I guess. Uh, on one side, I'm completely audio. But on the sex side, no, it doesn't do it. I need the visual. It's funny because I just have this picture in my mind of that. It keeps coming back is that video that Aerosmith did. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know which one you mean. Sweet emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, with the woman ironing who looks like, yes. looks like divine. And, uh, <laughs> well, some people are really into webcam sex with masturbating over Skype or Yahoo, and they like to watch each other. Some people are really into that. Usually guys are more into that than women because guys are more visual. There's people even that are into cyber that they're not interested in seeing the other person. They like the mystery. There has absolutely been so many people tell me, you know, I've cybered with this person for like, you know, seven years and I've never seen their picture. And they're okay with that. There, Some guys have even questioned whether it's actually another guy that they're cybering with. And I always tease them mercilessly saying, well, you know, it's a guy. That's why. <laughs> and they're like, I don't want to even think about that. I'm just not even going to go there. And it really is amusing to me. But to keep up that mystery that, uh, you know, facade, it, it really is interesting to me. It is. And you can, uh, there's people I have phoned with for years, personal partners, not clients. And I have never seen their picture. I have never asked for their picture. I have not even asked them for a description. It is strictly by the voice and the sounds that they make that they can seduce you. I I'm sure I probably don't want to see some of their pictures. You're better off not seeing sometimes. Some people you do exchange pictures, but other people, most of them, it's, it's the mystery. They can be whatever you want. Human sexuality is something that is so complex and so bizarre, mm -hmm. and, and nobody has figured it out to why somebody is turned on to this and how the whole thing connects from mental, psychological, sexual, physical. Nobody has a clue. I mean, Kinsey did some research, other people did research, but mm -hmm. we're still pretty much in the dark as to why, like, you know, oh, that turns you on? Ew. You know. It's, yeah, some of the fetishes I hear about are pretty darn strange. I mean, some and of them I are think, really think, where weird. Where did you come yeah. up with this? Where does this come from? I suppose there's a limit, you know. To <laughs> <laughs> but I try to keep an open mind about it. There's yeah. a lot of triggers for what will get people. I have heard countless guys say they saw a scene years ago in a movie, and there was something about that scene that did something to them. And I can relate to that myself. I can think back when I was... Uh, you know, really young, and I saw nine and a half weeks, and that movie definitely had an effect on me to this day. I think of things in that movie that uh, imprinted on me, and I can promise you most of the guys that have got a spanking fetish, a lot of that is the root cause of mommy catching them masturbating, and that was their punishment. Uh -huh. That is really common, believe me. Now, there's the psychological part. Yeah. So anybody that's out there that's a mom, don't spank your boy if you catch him <sighs> masturbating. Just walk out the door, pretend you never saw it, and don't ever mention it. You'll all be better off for it mentally. Well, I might put you out of business. 
there's a lot of guys that have that uh, particular <laughs> incident in their past. And I think the number of women that are out there scarring these poor kids, it's awful. It really is to punish somebody. Just shut the door, oh, pretend no. you never saw anything. Don't mention it. You know, it's, uh, it's sad. Some of the things that I have heard, it really is. And these, some of these guys will call and these things happened 40, 50 years ago. And it is a daily part of their mental process that they're thinking of this. It is so deeply burned into their brain. These women would never in a million years guess that it has the far-reaching consequences and effects that it does. There is a lot of parents out there that are just clueless to what effect things that they do and things that they say have on their children that have profoundly lasting effects into their kids' lives when they become oh, yeah. adults. Yes. And I think parents need to be very sensitive to that because it can really screw kids up. On the other even hand... Even things that are innocent. <laughs> yeah, even, The number of guys right. that will say, oh, I saw my mom getting out of the shower. Uh, I took her pair of panties off the top of the hamper. It's like, you lock the door when you're in the bathroom. Well, exactly. <laughs> Don't leave yeah. your panties in the hamper. It's like... Just these things that they're not even thinking about, and the the suns happen upon them, and it starts a whole lifelong chain of events that's going on. I hear it all the time. Yep. I think a lot of it, uh, a lot of the uh, psychological issues with sex comes from the morality legislation, mm -hmm. and I think that if if we had a better attitude about it, that people wouldn't be so screwed up. Agreed. I don't think it's ever going to get solved in in my lifetime, but it has gotten better. I mean, the 60s was a good eye-opener for a lot of people, and it certainly helped to create healthier and happier uh, sexual attitudes. You know, it opened up a whole sort of world because obviously sex was al always there, mm -hmm. but now it's it can be a little bit more on the open, and the people who don't want to see it just don't look at it. You know, don't uh, don't try to get rid of it. Don't spoil the fun for the rest of us. Exactly. Okay, well, we are just about out of time. Your site is called ClimaxConnection.com, and people are encouraged to go there and check it out. It's free, and if you want to, how much is a membership? If somebody wanted to get the premium membership, we have the one, three, six, and 12 months option. Even if they got the 12 month one, it's only $24.99 for the whole year. So I kept it very low price just to try and help with the site running costs. I really appreciate the few premium members that we have because it really does help. People have no idea the costs that are involved in a site like that. God knows I had no idea the costs that are involved in a site like that. So it's uh, pretty well running on my good graces. I really wish that uh, more people would help contribute because there's a lot of people that do find fun there. They do find people to have phone sex and cam and cyber with. So if you're having lots of fun and orgasms because you met on my site, it would really be nice <laughs> if you could help support the site. Now, do you have any employees or do you just work on your own? Well, I have a web developer that I use and I have another guy that I work with. He's not technically a web developer, but he does stuff that's like a little bit, um, it's too small for the web developer to bother with. So he'll do the smaller tests. So there's two guys that I have that I work with if I need something done on the site. I certainly can't code or do any of those things. I approve the pictures and the stories and the audios and I take care of the blog, but uh, I can't do anything to change the actual 
things on the site. I just don't have those kinds of skills. I wish I did. I could save myself a lot of money. So now you yeah. have another site, Erotic Talk Phone Sex. Yeah, is that is yeah, that, that connected to the other one, or is that a just totally? No, separate? I have an ad on Climax Connection. I figure if I'm the one that's paying the money to host the site, I can darn well have an ad for my paid phone sex site on there. Sure. Although there's not that many uh, Climax Connection members that have ever called. There's a few, but not many. That is my paid phone sex site. Is EroticTalkPhoneSex.com. If somebody is looking for a paid professional phone sex person, that would be myself, and I can certainly help you, because guys will go into the chat room, and they may find somebody to play with, but lots of times, that's not going to happen, because there's always more guys on a site like that, although our ratio is pretty good of women to men, but there's always guys more interested in things like that than women, so lots of times, they will get a paid option if a free one is not available. And there's all kinds of things that people that are looking for mutual phone sex fun are not going to be talking about that you would on a paid phone sex call. Usually more fetishy stuff. It's going to be rare that a guy will find somebody in a chat room that has experience with Um, those types of topics. But somebody that's looking for a nice orgasm can certainly contact me on my paid site as well. There was a saying about how guys want to see it and women want to read about it. <laughs> Is that? Do you think that's true? I I can see some truth to that, but not all guys are wanting visual either. Lots of guys that call for phone sex have no desire to watch a woman masturbate on cam. That is not their goal. They have very unique fantasies that they know are only of interest to them, that they want to discuss with somebody, and they know that nobody in any free chat room is going to be willing to discuss this because <laughs> there's nothing in it for them. They they just wouldn't be. A guy that's calling for small penis humiliation or racial humiliation or any other number of topics that I could mention, they don't expect a woman is going to be getting aroused by that. That is something that they are paying to entertain themselves with. And that's fine. That's what they're paying for. Right. It's entertainment. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for coming on to the show. This was very enlightening for me. And I'm sure <laughs> well, thank it will you very be for much my for listeners. Having me.